Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Empke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. We got a lot of cool stuff going on over at Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power, and our sponsors are involved on some of our projects. Yep. So I wanted to kind of start off the show talking about some cool shit we got going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for starters, just paint a picture, right, for all the listeners. Um, this is the second week of July, right? So we just got off of the 4th July weekend. Yeah, uh, today we, is the 12th. Yep, we moved into the new building, which we discussed in the last podcast. So we were in the middle of doing all of that. Um, on top of getting almost uh, three to four sled pull trucks ready for sled pull season in the local ISP events. Which were already late to we're, the start. We're already yeah, late, we're, late to the yeah. start. Um, and there's just there's a hundred moving pieces going on at once right now and it's so much fun it is it's such a blast. <laughs> my work days go by very quickly so a lot of notes are taken a lot of reminders like i have these daily to do tasks yeah yeah they're filling up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i wanted to i wanted to start us off talking about our sled pull truck so yeah. we're going to start from our lowest horsepower and work our way up awesome yeah so uh lowest horsepower truck i would say um one of the more exciting ones, in all honesty. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, it's a 2017 L5P. Right. So, um, And anytime we can start the bottom of our list yeah. with the least impressive build being a 2017 L5P sled pulling, I feel like we're in we're in good company. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the L5P has uh, definitely got a lot of hype in the industry with the tuning uh, capabilities uh, at the end of last year, beginning of this year. So end of 2018, beginning of 2019, HP Tuners released uh, support for custom tuning. Um, a couple, you know, uh, some various tuners out there are offering support for it and then you can also do like a simple pressure box you know yeah. there's some companies out there offering that um but we're talking a stock turbo stock everything tune only 550 wheel horsepower we're going to set up the suspension and, and try to you know bring it out and basics the, basic supporting yeah. so intake tuning traction bars that's all we have tuning or it doesn't have an intake. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. So, Stock like, intake is, right now. This is just a tune-only truck with you uh -huh. know uh, some front-end components, some uh, some traction bars uh, from you know Manfred over at Longhorn. Uh, over at Longhorn. Longhorn, Longhorn Fab thank you for that. Yep. But uh, you know we're really excited. You know to kind of there's really no one doing L5P sled pulling right now. Yeah. So it's going to be especially really cool. not emissions equipped. Exactly. Well, sled that, pulling. that's a, I'm confident in that. <laughs> um, and there might be one guy here or there doing you know the deleted L5P stuff. So it's going to be really exciting to get some data, get the truck and to a scenario where it's getting worked, used, abused, and uh, see what it can do against some of the competitors out there. Absolutely. You know, Chris, I, I'm on the, the kind of social media and marketing side of, of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis now, and I hear so much so much people saying things as fact that we're really not sure on. Nobody's really tested. No, no. How hard can you push the emissions equipment? Now, we did clean sweep a few years ago. Yep. It was an LML, uh, Stealth 64, some basic supporting mods. Yeah. And we ran that truck for a whole season. We kicked ass with it. Yeah. Uh, it pulled first place several times. I mean, let's let's, let's it was also throw out there that that was a 130,000-mile truck when we took possession of it and then modified it to 600-plus wheel horsepower. Right. And it came in deleted, and we flipped it back right. to emissions And we didn't put on. new emissions on there. We had the emissions from that truck that went back on there. That truck right. wasn't deleted for a very long time, for about a year. But it, yeah. that, that emission system had about ninety to 100,000 on it. So we, we proved that the model could work. Right? Sure. And then over the years, we've done some various, you know, twin turbo setups like the 15 Ram, uh, Matt Rosenberg's LML that made over yep. 700 horsepower emissions equipped. Yeah. Jamie's LML now that Jamie's has the LML 600. On it. Yep. So then we'll get right into the next truck now because yeah. I think that's the next so, one. So now here we are. We're doing another yep. LML. So uh, one of our mechanics over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, uh, his name is Mike Gutschel. Um, he has a 2013 LML uh, crew cab short bed, and uh, we approached him like, "Hey, are you interested?" He 
absolutely he's interested. Yeah. So it's going to be, you know, um, we're shooting for around 700, you know, 650 to 700 emissions equipped with this truck. Yeah. So let me run you through the build on this okay. one. So, of course, on, on the top, we have Duramax tuner tuning. I, th- I believe we have them on an easy link setup right now. Mm-hmm. Stell 67 G2 turbo. So the LML drop in stock appearing charger. We've tested that charger on other trucks. We've taken it well over 700 horsepower. Uh, so we know it's capable there. Of course, we got the Exergy uh, 10 mil CP4. A lot of guys are going to ask me why we didn't swap, swap to a CP3. And it's because we wanted something that was still going to have an EO number, something that was still going to be all emissions equipped and be able to run that ninth injector. Also, we just want to see, hey, we knew there were some core problems with the CP4. Let's take this 10 mil CP4 and see what this aftermarket modded pump can handle because we are going to push this thing to its max. Uh, I believe we got a set of Sportsman XRG injectors in there, fast 165 lift pump, DT550 transmission. I don't know if you're up to date on this one, Chris. We talked about doing a bigger build on the trans, going to our 750 yeah. or maybe even going all out and doing the 1,000 just so it never broke. But the real question was, how far could you push the the parts we use in a 550. Yeah. What does that setup actually look like for an LML that we're going to use and abuse not only daily drive, but we're going to sled pull this thing seven to ten times this year, or seven to ten pulls, which means it might see two pulls yep. at each each event. And it's his daily driver. And yeah, me. and he has to get back and forth to work. He does not have a backup vehicle. Yep. So like we really wanted to see how far could we take this 550 out. Uh, and then of course I think he's got some some Longhorn uh, traction bars coming in. Yep. He's fast got, lift pump. Yep, yep. fast lift pump. A uh, few other few other little supporting mods in there, front end components, yep. things of that nature, uh, keeping the truck together. So I think that one, I'm really excited yep. to see it come out and kick some ass. Uh, next truck in the list, this is something that was just in our diesel minutes, right? Yep. So we just did that. We talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, but it's a 2006 5.9 Cummins. Um, and what's really cool about this is it hosts our Stell 67. So the truck's been the test bed for our Stell 67 HE3. 51 and 341 turbo um it we made some big numbers well over 800 wheel horsepower with this so we can talk about that now yeah. um and it has you know exergy 100 overs exergy 12 millimeter pump whirly custom fab set us up with some traction bars for that truck and then of course other supporting mods you know valve springs push rods it has a motor in it now yeah um fast lift pump like i said so you know that's gonna be that that's going to be a real good contender, I think, in, in the work stock class, making the power that it's making. And I mean, honestly, Paul, you've popped the hood on this thing. It looks factory as hell. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is not one of those where it's you pop it and everybody says, ooh, and ah, yeah. you pop and everybody's like, so what's done to it? So when we went to the drag, <laughs> when we went to the drag strip with that truck, uh, Ryan, um, the, the Whirly Brothers, right? Yep. Ryan and Jason were there. And the truck just clicked off an 1130 pass. And we get back and uh, Ryan Whirly comes up, looks under the hood, he's like, that's a stock turbo. Like he was impressed <laughs> that it wasn't impressive, <laughs> you know. So it was just really cool, you know, to see like you know, there's a lot of other companies now that are doing a lot of these stock appearing turbochargers because they work. Yeah. There's a splash in the market. Guys are starting to show some interest. That factory fitment and that plug and play drop in. Like, hey, I'm a badass and can make some respectable power. Like that's a real thing, guys. Making power is one thing, but making that power drivable is something completely different. And that's, you know, there's certain companies that have been pushing that for a while, and you'll see that firsthand now yeah absolutely we're excited for that one and then this one i think is is kind of going to be the reveal here uh we really haven't announced this anywhere else for, outside for of the your company. reveal for your reveal yeah. right <laughs> so we, we've been building hype for this slowly um yeah the the truck <laughs> where to even start uh, let, let's this, just do this this we call internally we call the truck razorback <laughs> so we're just gonna go there no one knows what's going on right now 
<laughs> um, okay, so Razorback originally came back. in. As, Either way. So I think it was Silverback. Same originally came in as a names. cabin chassis with a with a flatbed on it. Well, we bought the truck for uh, cabin chassis development. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And so it, it was our test truck on the CME platform or CM, CMD. CMD, yep. CMD. It's, it's, a, it's a 12. It's a 12 or 11. Right? But yep. Yeah, 11 or 12. Uh, and it was around the shop, God, for a good year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, awesome. somebody 22s. had this crazy idea. Hey, you know what this thing really needs is not a six seven, not a stroker motor, but a straight up ISL that stroked. That that yeah. Well, then then yeah, ended up deciding yeah. yeah okay. So we need to stroke that. Then do triple S five hundreds. Then do I don't even know two fifties. I don't even know the size of the injectors. I don't think anyone knows. I don't think but, anyone knows. But what it is is it's it's we deemed the truck the UCC truck and we planned on competing with it a couple of years ago. Uh, yep. Two days before the event. We scattered the block, yeah. sent two rods through the block, broke the cam into 100 pieces. The girdle took a beating. I mean, the motor was – nothing was salvageable. Wrecked. So we uh, we were like, yeah, you know what? We'll take it next year. What happened the following year? Still didn't run. Still in pieces. Yeah. The following year, uh, we finally got it up and running, and then we were just like, you know what? Like, We're just we're, we're going to do some ex- expedition hooks. Yep. We're going to keep it local. We want to drive it on the street. There's a lot of labor invested into this. You know, Like I've said before in other builds, there's, there's money, but then there's time. And money you're not going to get back, but time you're sure as hell not going to get back. <laughs> so we want to drive it on the street. So let's go through the build now. So it's, uh, it's an ISL. Yep, right. Eight point nine liter. Eight point nine liter. Um, it's got some badass uh, John Deere billet rods in her. Yeah. So a lot of custom <laughs> machine work in the block to get those rods in there and, and be happy with clearances and what have you. Um, some head work, side draft. I mean, just the, the engine itself is just ridiculous. There, there's been a lot of a lot of big swings taken. I'll say on the there engine builds. Um, and then we get into some of the core components. Like I said, 250-ish injectors. I don't think we really have a handle on that. I think they're bigger than that. Per- yeah. Personally, I'm not sure. Well, because we, yeah, and I, and I don't know. So we'll anyway. It doesn't really matter. But it doesn't. The thing is, dual 14 mil It's a bigger pumps. injector, right? It's already right. a bigger injector that's been modified. That, so it's yeah. not like, oh, well, my 5.9 or my 6.7 has this. We're not in the same ballpark, guys. Right. Two 14 millimeter pumps, one normal rotation, one reverse rotation on a belt. So there is no pump off of the front of the motor, like front cover. Yeah. Um, and a, and a crazy, crazy triple turbo setup from Whirly. Three S591s, three yeah. of them. Not one, two, but three. And they fit very, very well in the engine bay. It, 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 <laughs> it is insane to see this truck with a, This is one where you lift the hood and you just say, what the fuck? What? Yeah. And then a, a full, like, five or six inch, five or six inch exhaust. Like, I yeah. think parts of it is, is five or six. I'm not sure, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But it's just insane. And it's a long bed conversion. So it's longer than a, 10 a foot bed. long bed. Yeah. And it's just, it's just massive, man. This thing, like, this thing Dooley. is not a drag truck. Right. This thing is not, like, go on the street, whack. It, like oh my god like the torque is gonna get you scared yeah. but this is like a dedicated like badass sled pull truck that we're really excited to kind of get our feet wet with and and that's it man so so we didn't take the power all the way up this is a question I had yep. right away I was like hey we all know this thing I mean when we scattered the block it was three thousand foot pounds of torque yep. just to put that out there. Um, so, so we know we don't want to take it to that level. We also know you can't actually was, apply that much power. This in the was dirt. also at like seventeen hundred RPM that it made three thousand foot pounds. So, you know, talk about the impressiveness of what the efficiency of that engine and turbochargers are. But I yeah. mean, it made torque down low like it was nobody's business. Yeah, and, and then of course we also, um, but like I said, now now we've had a chance to dyno it. We've brought the power level down a little bit yep. via the tuning. We're we're going to keep it a little bit more conservative there. Try to stay competitive with the class. Um, it's also kind of a wild class, so there's there's not a ton of rules. This is we're actually going to pull this in in Worley's class. Yep. It's called the Hot Street Diesel with ISP, uh, Illini State Pullers. 
Uh, guys, this is going to be a wild show. I believe that truck will be out. It's August 1st, a Thursday yep. in Oregon, Illinois. Uh, we'll be reporting back to you uh, from the event, give give you guys some good audio of what it's like, how it goes down, and probably interview Nick, who I believe is going to be piloting that truck uh, post-event. One of the things that we've talked about in prior years within the organization is you know, getting a, a staff right within the, within the organization that wants to go to these things. And I think... You know, we, we left it up to the to the staff, like, hey, are you guys interested? Who wants to do this? Who doesn't want to do this? And we'll have some people that are there for support, you know, uh, periodically, I guess. Sure. Um, but I think we have what I'd consider the dream team. You know, we have a couple guys that are willing to go out there, you know, producer Justin, you, myself, a couple of the guys that are in the tuning department and the customer service department and, and in the sales department. And then Nick is on board for this stuff. So, you know, I'm really excited to kind of see how the team does outside of the nine to five yeah. to kind of execute these plans because we're going to have to leave work early. There's going to be late nights coming back home where we still have to show up to work the next day. Some of the weekends are going to get eaten up. Uh, I'm not much of a sled puller. Just be very upfront with you. I like going to these things, but... Well, that's uh, funny because I got you piloted. I, yeah, I got no, you piloting I, math. Or, I, or, or. I already have test test practice coming your way uh, in, a, <laughs> in a local farm field near you. But, uh, you know, I've sled pulled a couple times in the past. My truck and... Um, Brett Kell, the gentleman that had that, uh, he has that O three or whatever the regular cab, cab short bed. They have regular cab short bed. Um, he had a high country that we used yep. uh, for sled pulling at a fifteen LML at the time. So I mean I've done it a few times. Yeah. So uh, you know practice makes perfect. I'm not perfect at anything. So you know just <laughs> see time. So we'll see. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I love it, man. Yeah. It, it that is something that I'm really excited for. Um, and a lot of these trucks, I think some of the cool stuff too is we're gonna be doing a lot more testing. Yes. Uh, so we're we're gonna be sharing that data with with our fans with the diesel industry. Industry, telling people, hey man, look, here's the emissions equipment. Here's how it held up. Yep. Here's the the coming. Here's the here's all the stats that we watch on the Cummins. You and know, I, and same thing across the board. I think not not making this a sales pitch or anything like that. I want to keep that out of this. But a lot of times, guys will call in, like end users, you know, or potential customers, when they're inquiring about tuning, delete versus keeping emissions on, or what turbocharger to go with. This is the data that we sell on. This is the data that we collect that allows us to develop parts and understand where these parts have their limiting factor. For an example, taking a 550 DT550 trans and pushing it to almost 700 horse and then working it, or taking a Stealth 67 that, you know, for the 59 Cummins, we are pushing it. We've already got track times, we have street miles on it, we have dyno pulls on it, and now we're going to get sled pull runs on it yeah. and really work the charger through all these vigorous different you know workloads abuse yeah we are going to abuse it so you know we are testing these components to make sure that the product that does get presented into the market is the best of our ability and we're always going to improve on that but that's we take right. that data and collect on it ahead of time. Absolutely. And hey, guys, so do our sponsors, and that's why we work with them. Uh, big shout out to Exergy Performance and Exergy Engineering, and big shout out to WC Fab uh, and WC uh, Powder Coating. Yeah. Uh, these guys, they really kick ass. This is why we work with them, is, is these guys are involved on these projects. These guys get behind us. These guys want the data, too. And, you, you know and they're doing the same similar situations on their products. They're pushing yeah. their well, products to the limits really as well. What was really exciting, you know, just to a little, you know, inside scoop, right? So Randy from Exergy had called in yesterday and we were talking. And I talked to Randy a couple times a year. You know, me and Randy, I, I deal with the sales guys over there. More importantly, I don't deal with the owner of the business. And uh, 
he starts asking me about the podcast, you know, and downloads, and he was really excited. He goes, yeah, you know, last year you guys were talking about, you know, uh, doing another project like Clean, Sle- Clean Sweep. What do we have to do to get involved? We have products that we want to test. We want to run some things through the ringer. We want to work with you. So it's like that's the support that, you know, companies within the organization or within the industry, they, they like to work together because yeah. they help us, we help them. Exactly. You know? And it's all about data collection. It's all about moving forward. Yeah, man. And, hey, you know, a place that Justin, our producer, and I saw a lot of data collection – was over at Diesel Power Challenge when we were there at the beginning of June. Uh, we know you guys really lo- seem to love those episodes where we covered the competition, and we promised you during that time that we'd get some of these competitors back on the show for more in-depth interviews to really run through their whole weekend. Uh, our producer, Justin, and I were talking about, man, you, you know, Brad Sankey is a guy that we've worked with personally. I, mm-hmm. I like Brad a lot. He's from our neck of the He's woods. A good guy. Uh, you know, we've worked with his truck in-house. Um, so we got him on right away. We got KJ on because uh, we want to talk to the man who, who's who's spearheading Diesel Everyone, Power Challenge. Yeah, he's good people. He, like, he is really Both a those good, guys. good dude. Both of them but for if, sure. if you want to talk about, about a dude who saw absolutely every challenge you can fucking imagine at DPC and still had a smile on his face, was still a blast to be around, and I don't think he slept for three days, uh, that we're talking about Matt Mayer. Let's let's do it. Let's kick off. The Calibrated Power presents our special guest. Here's Matt Mayer from DPC 2019. All right, guys, and now it's time for your favorite portion of the show. It's The Calibrated Power presents our special guest, and this week we have a really special guest. Guys, you asked for a Ford guy. You asked for 7.3 Love. You asked for somebody who knew about power and had experience in performance. I couldn't think of anybody better than Matt Mayer. Matt, how the hell are you? Oh, pretty good. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Matt, uh, you went out and kicked ass at DPC 2019. Justin and myself got to see you um, really do things we didn't think were going to happen with that truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, for sure. Over the entire week. Uh, I'd, yeah. I'd love you to, to kick us off. Run us through just kind of the overview of what was it like to to be at Diesel Power Challenge. I mean, it was it's been kind of one of those things I've been pushing to do for a while, um, just trying to get in on it, and I uh, tried to get in on it a few years ago, and it just didn't happen. And uh, when I you know got my name called there, um, it was pretty pretty awesome, pretty surreal. And then to actually you know go out there to Colorado and compete with a whole bunch of common rail guys um, and try to. You know, show that seven three stuff. You know, it's, it's old technology, and it doesn't make quite as much power. It takes a lot more, you know, to get there. But uh, being able to push it and, and try to make it, uh, you know, work was, was really fun. Um, you said, uh, you know, what you said. I mean, I, I pretty much got my ass kicked out there, though, <laughs> to be honest, so, or kicked my own ass. So um, <clears throat> on the dyno, uh, one mistake kind of led to a chain of events the uh, entire week, basically. So yeah, crazy. Well, let's let's dissect it a little bit here because the first day uh, is when you it blew my mind, uh, Justin. I think you got our results page here. Yeah. Yep. I am I am looking at the MPG testing. Uh, where where did you go? What order did you line up on the dyno that first day for the uh, efficiency and drivability challenge? Um, on that one, I think, and I can't remember exactly, but I think I was towards the end. So I mean I was either dead last or second to last. So I was one of the one of the tail end guys getting so I basically waited all day and watched everybody <laughs> you know do what they did all day and then was last to roll in. So that that's how that's how I had it in my memory as well. But but what happened was he came out on top. Um, and and yeah. 
and actually, if I remember correctly, they weren't sure exactly how much fuel you used, but they rounded up to point one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, it was one of those things. KJ had been telling us, you know, the entire time, uh, strategy, strategy, strategy. So, and with with a seven three, I mean, uh, pretty much strategy was my only hope to do really well. Uh, you know, bar the truck does do, do pretty good. Uh, you know, I just had to kind of think smart when I did things, or at least I was trying to think smart. So we ended up, uh, you know, on the mile per gallon test, you can fill the truck up. So, I mean, I filled the truck up all the way up into the filler neck, everything. So, you know, when they're trying to fill it up after the test is done, you know, they're not going to get any more fuel in there because we didn't use enough to, to make it, you know, different. So that was kind of a strategy on our end, and I just had to, you know, try to do that run with no mistakes and, Gosh, somehow I pulled it off, even though when I rolled off the dyno, I was about cross-eyed staring at those stupid lines, trying to <laughs> <laughs> keep it in there. So, but, uh, so yeah, it's kind of crazy. But that's how we ended up, uh, you know, doing so well, uh, you know, with the 7.3. It was just, it was, it was more strategy than anything. And, you know, I did put it on a tune that was, you know, light, not heavy fuel or anything. So we were just trying to do our, our best to, you know, conserve it and, and do what we could. So, yeah. Sure. Now, obviously, that's not a test anybody can really prepare for. Uh, it's a pretty grueling test. It runs a wide uh, range of acceleration, a wide range of, of having to operate the truck. Yeah. How did your truck respond? Because I know in the past years, we had a lot of guys getting hot and a lot of guys getting hot trans temps, hot coolant temps. How'd the 7.3 hold up? Well, my truck is a single uh, 467 Ford Warner Charger, and it's got the 83 turbine in it. So it's a little, it's on the small side, technically, you know, compared to everybody else. Um, so I didn't have any problems bringing the truck alive. Even at elevation, it was coming up pretty quick. Um, you know, that, was, that wasn't, you know, a whole lot of the issue, I guess. Um, the truck stayed cool. It never really got hot. I mean, I, I drive the truck every day, so literally take my kids to school with it, you know, <laughs> tow trailers, uh it doesn't just sit and, you know, go to races and then get put away sort of a thing. I, I, I use it, so I've kind of, over the years, been able to, you know, dial it in to make sure stuff does stay cool, doesn't get hot with the setup, uh, you know, on normal driving. So that that part of it, you know, we weren't too worried about. Uh, but, boy, uh, on the outside looking at that thing, it looks no big deal, you know. You're in there, just stay between the lines. And then <laughs> when you're actually in the driver's seat, yeah, that's, it's way worse than it uh, looks. So, way harder. So... <laughs> I got you there. All right. Uh, diving into the dyno. Justin, where did he come out on the dyno? What was the final combined number? Uh, looks like 2,761.9. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they rounded it to the 10th there. They they were not playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I guess so. It, it, it can matter. Uh, you had mentioned early on you, you had a problem on the dyno. Like I said, it wasn't on day one. Must have been on day two. I do remember this, and listeners, you can go back to listen to some of our previous episodes. You and I talked right after, I think, while you guys were in the parking lot, still working on the early stages of diagnostics. Walk us through the through it, man. How, how did it happen? What happened? And, and where'd you go from there? Well, we got put on the dyno there. Um, when we first rolled on, um, you know, we, we made our first pull. And our first pull, I, I hit the nitrous just like I normally do. Um, brought it on pretty quick uh, but not too quick because i was trying to make a pretty pretty big torque number and i had my foot to the floor and the truck cut out it just stopped so i didn't know what was going on so i, I let out of it obviously and everything was fine um it made i think it made 860 or, or i'm sorry 896 or something like that it was close to 900 horse but what had actually happened was it blew the uh, map sensor line off so uh it just cut fuel you know as, as i'm making power so 
uh, didn't even get to do a full run there. So we thought, you know, hey, let's uh, fix that and put that back on and just do one more pull. So, and yeah, that was the big mistake, I guess. Uh, <laughs> when we did the second pull, when we did the second pull, I, I got a little excited. So it was, it was all on me, but I got a little excited on the button. Um, I hit the button early, too early, and, uh, you know, it wasn't making enough boost to basically, you know, come up. So the cylinder pressure spiked like crazy, and it ended up, uh, uh, what we thought was a blown head gasket at first, um, it, it popped real loud. And then uh, once we got it off the dyno, when I was talking to you, we, we still thought it was a head gasket. So we ended up uh, rolling the truck, you know, into ATS there. They let us have a bay. Um, we pulled a head off, uh, found the gasket. Obviously, it was definitely bad. Started cleaning some of the oil and stuff out of the cylinders, you know, from the hydraulic injection. That basically, when you pull that stuff, it just drains in the cylinders. So at first, we still we didn't even know anything else was wrong. <laughs> and then. We started cleaning the stuff up to get it prepped to put a head gasket back on, and we found that piston cracked all the way through. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we knew we were in for a longer night than uh, we expected at that point. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, long, we, we just kept uh, messing with the truck. Uh, we ended up pulling the motor out of the truck there at ACS. Um, we flipped it over, pulled the pan, uh, pulled that piston out, you know, piston and rod out. Um, and then we proceeded to look at the other side, and it also had a blown head gasket and a cracked piston. So we ended up doing two head gaskets, uh, two pistons. Um, we had to file fit a Perillo uh, rod uh, because the piston kind of galled it a little bit on that top bushing. So we actually used a, a, a box knife, and I'm sure people cringe, but a box knife on the end to kind of <laughs> carve it out so we get the wrist back in it. <clears throat> so, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, how long were you guys at uh, ATS wrenching that night? Well, I mean, we were number one or two. Okay. Yeah. Dyno, I can't remember. We were we were in the top couple on the dyno there, so which was kind of an advantage because we did have that issue. Um, so we were able to get started that day, and I, I mean, we probably started working on it. If I recall, it was around eleven or so, and then. Well, I didn't leave ATS. Uh, we had the motor finally put back in the truck around uh, 4 o'clock the next morning, or 3 o'clock the next morning, excuse me. So, and, and it was just started. Like, no accessories, nothing hooked up. Uh, in the midst of us putting that motor back in, when we had pulled it out, I had a head off. And when you have one, one of the heads off, you can twist that motor around and that engine may a lot easier. So uh, when I go to put it back in, I had both heads on, obviously. Everything's ready to go. Um, and I forgot, we have to pull the water pump off the front of the motor long story short so basically i pulled oh, the water pump God. off the front of the motor as soon as i pulled the water pump off the front of the motor there's a huge crack in the water pump like uh in the front cover excuse me so um it had a piece of head gasket material trapped and it must have popped the front cover so that was the point it was probably one o'clock in the morning there and that was the point when we were almost ready to give up because you know the front cover on a 7.3 you've got to remove the entire Hand, <laughs> you got to take apart what we just put back together, basically. Oh so, my god! Um, back to square one. So uh, we ended up uh, JB welding the front cover. So um, <laughs> and uh, we put two cans of uh, Blue Devil sealant in there, and uh, that's that's when we set it back in there about three o'clock. We made sure the truck, you know, was running, and I just didn't put a water pump on. I let that thing set up for a few more hours. I think we woke up at. 6.30, you know, the next morning from the hotel, and <laughs> ran back over there real quick, and I uh, was trying to get it together for the actual drag race at that point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's so, yeah. the exact drag race prep I would expect um, <laughs> Yeah, from, from a 7.3. No, just yeah. kidding. No, it, I cannot believe you guys pushed that hard 
to get the truck out there. And then, and then here's the thing. It, it showed up and it performed. Uh, so we, we kicked off the next morning at Bandemir Speedway with the uh, trailer trailer tow racing. Thank you, Justin. Absolutely. Where did he come in trailer tow racing? Uh, looks like he placed seventh. Placed seventh. Okay. But it, it was a 7-3 racing a trailer with a JB welded front cover and like literally right what, what a 15-hour turnaround time on a complete rebuild. Like, yeah. How, ner- uh, how right, nervous yeah, were you? Yeah. <laughs> Extremely, <laughs> extremely. Like we, the only break in time we had on that thing was driving. Excuse me, driving from uh, ATS to the track. That was that was it. <laughs> so we didn't have any, you know, nothing on it. Had new head gaskets, you know. Uh, we just put injectors back in. It still hadn't even worked to air out the system on the high pressure oil system. So I mean, it was all acting kind of a fool and giving me a little bit of trouble. Um, like the, it, w- it wouldn't stay running quite right. It just had air in the system. I think we got some debris in an IPR. Anyway, it was all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so when they finally let me hook to the trailer there, because they, they did vote me in to do it last, which was awesome. So we were able to get in there and, uh, you know, last minute hook on. I, I took off very tentatively. Uh, you know, I had all the plans in the world of really hitting that hard before. <laughs> you know, I captured the night before. So, but, uh, and uh, my team was like, yeah, no nitrous, no nitrous. So, so yeah. okay, yeah, no nitrous. And uh, so we went out and we ran it, and I just kind of eased it out of the hole and kind of laid into it real slow. And then right towards the end, I went ahead and fed her a little bit of nitrous. So, it felt really good. It was it was pulling nice and easy. Uh, we definitely could have done better there, but man, I was really tentative. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt it at the first event coming back. So. I think that even plays that back to the strategy, good. though, right? Is is that's a part of it? Is keeping the truck alive, and especially after you just put all of that that effort, right. those hours, and all of those resources into getting this thing back up and running, you'd be a fool yeah. to run out there and, and run a hundred shot of nitrous off the line with a trailer behind you. Like it wouldn't make any sense because you clearly. Right. don't need to to just constantly work on it but i believe after the trailer yeah. tow races you guys were fine you you pretty much just let it sit and then got it back out for for qualifying correct correct yeah we didn't we didn't really touch it uh we let it cool all the way off and uh made sure it would uh, we actually had to, at that point we were actually starting it on brake cleaner so because it wouldn't <laughs> uh spending enough rpms uh, like i said i think we had an ipr issue that had a little piece of debris in it you know i'm not wasn't really shocked considering we weren't the cleanest trying to throw it back together, so there's stuff all over the place in that motor. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we, we would have to let it cool off, and then it would start up by itself. But if it was warm at all, we'd have to use a little, little brake clean to get it uh, a little more RPM, make the high-pressure oil work. Uh, so, yeah, but we didn't really have to do any work on it, so to speak, until qualifying, um, until after I had my first qualifying pass again. <laughs> well, well, that's what I was going to say is qualifying seemed to just eat people alive. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about the idea of an open track where there's not a guy next to you. But I think in your case, didn't you and Seth run like the first qualifying pass, the two of you? Well, yeah, and that was that was a strategy on our end because we wanted to go ahead and get a, a qualifying run in. And then if we needed to work on the truck, we'd have time. So because we already knew we had little issues, we were thinking we were going to have to pull IPRs you know, just mess with it a little bit. So we wanted to get out there and get a good solid pass in, and then, you know, we'd be able to sit back and see where we are on the ladder after that, after we could wash some trucks. Um, but, of course, yeah, that that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> we, uh, 
I, I, I've been racing for a long time. I race in the ODSF, so, um, and I just race in the next class. It's just 770. It's nothing super crazy fast, but uh, it's consistent. The truck's always been very consistent there. Um, so, you know, doing the tree and leaving quick and everything else, I had a little bit of an advantage there, I thought, over some other guys. So I was trying to, you know, try to show that off, I guess, and see what would happen. Um, but that first pass, <laughs> it, it, it put me back in my place for sure. So uh, <laughs> I went out there. Um, Launched, launched pretty, pretty lazy, really, because uh, the elevation really screwed us. Yeah, once again, it's like, yeah, you can launch at ten pounds of boost here at sea level. And you get up there and you launch at ten pounds of boost, and you sure launch at twenty. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just like it falls <laughs> on its face pretty quick. Yeah. So, uh, so we did that. Um, <clears throat> launched, it came out a whole good. Um, it caught the first stage of nitrous, which is just a little seventy jet. So, it caught the seventy jet. It started to pick up pretty good, and then I have a one ten on a uh, button in the truck. So I hit the uh, 110 about, I don't know, half track or so, and it jerked and hesitated the whole truck. So I let out of everything and then uh, kind of looked stuff over real quick-like and then just hit it again, put my throttle back, put my foot back in the throttle, excuse me, and uh, was just like, screw it, you know, we're already on a pass, let's make this happen. And uh, I don't know what it ran. I think it was only a 12.6 or something with me letting out of it and get back in it. Uh, but at the very end, I just heard this huge bang if <laughs> i thought well there's that piston <laughs> that we uh carved you know there's that piston so <clears throat> um yeah actually pulled the truck over off the side of the track got out kind of looked to make sure i wasn't leaking all over the place and there was no oil or anything on the ground so i went ahead and the truck was still running so i went ahead and uh cruised off to the side of the track and yeah that's when kind of all hell broke loose uh <laughs> when i pulled off to the side of the track i uh uh, was just cruising down and, and the truck started getting faster and faster and I'm gonna ride the brake So I'm like, okay, something's wrong. So I hit the key throw it in the neutral and it's still trying to run away So pretty much at that point I knew it was kind of feeding itself its own oil <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Yeah, what had happened is uh, I pulled the uh, Filter off and I was able to shut the whole truck down with you know, like I said, it was a Girl Scout cookie box or something I had in the back I mean, it's sitting there screaming at, you know, 5,000 RPM trying to run the whole motor away that we just put back together, and I'm panicking trying to figure out what to do. Uh, yeah, so that's all I had a hold of, and it was actually the perfect freaking size. I throw it against the intake, and it shut the whole truck down, so I was able to save the motor. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and uh, the actual compressor wheel from the turbocharger was in the, uh, was in the air filter. It actually shot it out and dented our stainless, you know, four-inch inlet pipe. It dented that stainless pipe really bad and then actually almost tore its way out of the filter itself if i didn't have anything on there that sucker would have shot off the hood Jesus. so it was <laughs> it was pretty aggressive uh yeah so anyway we ended up having that sort of a problem and i guess even with the time we ran which was pretty slow for what the truck usually does but uh we ended up qualifying but we just didn't have enough time to get another turbo we had another turbo but we just didn't have enough time to get it swapped on so yeah. before the first yeah. call so so yeah unfortunately <laughs> it was so insane to see this happen from sitting up in the media tower. Yeah. I know Justin and I were up there and we're, we're watching all the trucks launching and we're talking about it. Next thing we know, you can just see smoke billowing at the end of the track. And from where we were at, you couldn't see which truck it was. And we just saw the two dinosaurs yeah. roll down the track next to each other lazily. And I'm like, what What yeah. the hell could have happened? Like, they were running 12 and 13 second passes. Like, what? what is going on? <laughs> um and, and then, and then I remember you getting towed back on a tow strap mm -hmm. in the truck, just holding up the the compressor wheel. Yeah, I right as you went hat. by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I figured everybody was wondering what the heck happened, so I just kind of 
held it up, and you know, I knew most of the guys in the group knew exactly what was going on at that point. You know, feeding uh, <laughs> itself its own oil, trying to run the truck away. Just yeah, I was. Uh, I just had to do some quick thinking. I guess was was it. So, <laughs> so yeah. under your best conditions with the truck, what's the fastest quarter mile time you've put up? Eleven, eleven oh. So okay. eleven oh nice. at. Uh, what was eleven oh at one twenty three? So yeah, so it's it's. I mean, it's been deep in the elevens before. Those guys are running high tens at elevation, though. I mean, legitimately, I didn't have you know a hope of beating them. I could have maybe killed them off the line, and that was kind of the strategy. And then tried to pick it up towards the end, but uh, you know, ten ten second trucks, I, I can't really touch that. Sure. <laughs> so, almost, but not at elevation. You know, I was I was hoping to run mid eleven was my goal. So, yeah. up there. Yeah. Well, hey, so put on a great show. Uh, like you said, did, didn't get to make it into the tree, but but hey, still grab some points. Yeah. Moving moving throughout the qualified for the tree. Hey, yeah. Exactly qualified uh, to mm-hmm. get into the bracket. And then yeah. next thing we did that day, God, that was a long day. Uh, next thing we did was it was that was the end was after the racing, and then he had the concourse, right? Was the next day? Yeah, concourse. Right. It was the same yeah. day. Yeah. And then yeah, because yeah, we did three events that day. day. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Con- okay, concourse. Um, Brutal man, fastest cone course they've ever put together. Uh, two three hundred foot sections with straightaways, and a hundred and fifty foot tapered reverse in pretty much a straight shot that you had to angle and swoop into. So it wasn't like last year with the long reverse where you, you like naturally would pull forward and then just back straight up. This one you you had to 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 wiggle the truck and the trailer to get back into right. the tapered reverse. Also, you just literally yeah. had to put another turbo back on the truck, and the thing was literally right after the races, which went fast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, and keep in mind, when the turbo blew, it filled the entire intercooler system, everything up with oil. Everything is completely <laughs> full of uh, motor oil. I mean, four gallons worth of motor oil is, you know, what it took. I mean, it, it almost killed the complete engine, like I said. Um, it, it took, you know, maybe three and a half gallons, but it, it was a ton of oil. Uh, we actually drained out of the intercooler. We had to drill a hole in my brand new <laughs> Spearco intercooler uh, in the end tank and then we had to we pulled a plug off of uh, something and we plugged you know plugged it there in the parking lot after we pulled it so so yeah so that was still kind of smoking and like blue smoke everywhere yeah it was just ridiculous so <laughs> we, we were very shocked yeah. to see you at the cone yeah course. that's what I was going to say is when yeah. we started looking around up at the cone course I was like man there, there's no way we're going to see Matt I think was, was one of the quotes I had um and yeah. and then all of a sudden I turn around and you're parked there and I'm like, oh, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, what what about this poor truck? Uh, but yeah, well, came out and yeah. put it down, man. Uh, didn't come in last place if I remember correctly. No, he finished fourth. Fourth overall in the cone course with the with a truck that's that's been rebuilt, that's been that that ran away, that had an exploded turbo, uh, and out in the hot sun. I mean, it was it was 85, 90 degrees at at you know whatever a mile of elevation up. Uh, the entire yeah. day. What'd that feel like just going into the cone course? Well, that cone course is one of those things, again, I, I've been nervous about the cone course ever since I found out I was going to DPC. So that, that was the event that I was most nervous about. And the only reason being is, I mean, I back trailers, but they're goosenecks. And that is a tag trailer. And, I, you know, I'm sure you guys know as well as I do, there is a complete difference in the way stuff moves <laughs> between the two. <laughs> so I hadn't towed a... Uh, a tag trailer in probably 10 years, to be quite honest. Oh, so um, the week week before DPC, I actually borrowed a tag trailer 
threw my rock crawler up on it, and I practiced backing up and down my driveway just so I could try to get a feel for it, you know, <laughs> again. Uh, so, um, but going into that, um, I actually, I have a, a shift box that I build for the trucks, you know, D4ODs, 4100s, and they, it allows you to change gears manually, so I don't have to depend on tuning. So, like, sled pulling, drag racing, everything, I'm basically controlling the way the converter's locking when it's shifting, all that. So, I had that box sitting in the truck, and uh, one of the strategies I was going to do with the cone course is, yes, it was a little bit long, but it wasn't, like, crazy. I didn't need high range, so I actually put it in low range so uh, to try to, you know, pick up quick and, and go, um, which would have been great, but I left my actual manual controller box in manual mode. So when I launched, it was just rev limiter for oh clear low range. <laughs> so, and I was trying to figure out what I had done, and yeah, I had to reach down and shut the box off and send the box to the computer and let the you know computer do the train shifting. And then finally, when it did that, it shifted good, but that was like literally going into that first corner, and it kind of threw me off. And I think that's when I actually took out a couple of cones. So um, <laughs> maybe one cone, I can't even remember, but... Uh, I was so distracted by that, yeah, that it kind of freaked me out. Uh, and, yeah, that 90-degree, not 90-degree, but that uh, big, long back was, yeah, crazy. You had to swing basically wide, or I did. I swung wide to the left and kind of pulled the nose in, so I had the trailer kind of positioned in a manner it would back into it a lot easier. And, yeah, it was it was kind of nerve-wracking backing up through there. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, and then I ended up coming around, you know, get, got through that, didn't hit any cones, made it through the rest of it, didn't hit any cones, got to where you're backing it in there in the final finish. And, uh, you know, my truck's the old body style, uh, but I've got an actual 79 Dana 60 in the front of that thing. So it turns like a tractor. I mean, it, it does not <laughs> cut the wheels like a new truck would. So I struggled to get that stupid trailer back the end of the day, last cones, because I couldn't. I couldn't get it to, to turn sharp enough, I guess, to not keep the trailer from jackknifing. <laughs> so it took me like three tries to get it into there, uh, but we ended up making it into there. And, you know, I was just glad to finish. I was just glad I... <laughs> we were trying just to hit every single over. event, just, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Get me off this that, course. But the whole strategy, the whole week, you know, and, and heck, the whole month coming up to it was just be consistent and make every event. That was our whole goal the entire time, me and the team, so... Yeah. And, uh, man, I made it hard on us by causing some issues. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, your guys' crew, always in high spirits, always laughing and joking, even even through the toughest spots and, and through some of the, 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 you know, the catastrophic problems. Uh, and you guys always bounce back. And that, that's what everybody at the event talked about. That's what everybody who had anything to do with DPC 2019 noticed was you guys just had this killer attitude about we're here to have fun, we're here to be competitive. And, and to be honest with you, when I saw this this old body style 7-3 roll in, I, I chuckled. I was like, oh, this this is what I call the fan favorite, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> very yeah. opinion. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, this is. Like, this, this is a truck that I'm not looking to be in, in a top spot. And then, and then you come out. And every event, you may not have been in the top three on every single event, but it goddamn looked like you were going to be. Like, it, it, it was competitive throughout the event, and it was was very consistent to see you guys show up and, and struggle through uh, some of those challenges. I mean, even through the sled pull, you guys still yeah. threw it down. You know, I, it was oh, shocking. Man, the sled pull. It was a rough course. <laughs> it was definitely a rough, it was a rough track. We're, you know, we see these yeah. tracks all the time. That was a rough track. Yeah, Matt, now how much, how much sled pull experience do you have? I mean, I've, I've pulled before, so um, not recently. Again, it's probably been, you know, 
eight years or something. So when we and I pulled that, you know, I've had that truck for forever. So, but I pulled it with some guys. Just uh, you know, actually, Steve, uh, one of my guys who was there helping me out. Um, he's a big sled puller, so um, he he pulled for years and years and years a seven three. So that was one of the you know big reasons of bringing him on was to you know help with that and. Yeah, he's like lives not too far from me, so <laughs> yeah, I'm able to con him into helping me work on the truck all the time. But uh, yeah, so so we had we had pulled before. I just hadn't pulled recently because every freaking time I hook that thing to the sled, I break something every time. So I just yeah, sled pulling and, and me don't go together very well. So. D- didn't you break the yoke this at this track too? Yeah, well, you see, we, we made a mistake. Yeah, I broke everything, man. Uh, we made. We, we made a mistake, and we strapped the front of the truck down, trying to you know eliminate some hop. Because normally, if we hang weight, the truck won't hop. If it's weights out in front of that truck, it doesn't hop. But I pulled it before without weights, and it hops. So we were trying to get rid of that hop. Um, you know, and it's one of the things I didn't test beforehand because I knew you know testing sled pulling it just leads to breaking and me having to work on the truck. So yeah. uh, we just kind of you know. When we made it to that event, we were just like, screw it. We're going to see how it does. Uh, and coming out of the hole, I came out of the hole, you know, decently hard, and it started hopping, so I let out of it. And if you let out of it before 100 feet, you can back up, and they'll let you redo it. So I just tried to – I was trying strategy there, so I just kind of came out real soft the next time and just kind of went through the gears real slow. As soon as I locked the converter, though, it started hopping again. And at that point, I said, screw it, and I just put it to the floor and hit the nitrous. So I was like, whatever, break it. So – I mean, you threw down. What, what was, I think it was one fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's what we had on the record. <laughs> yeah, okay, t- yeah, tough pull. Not but, my proudest moment. But man, it looked good. Um, no, I mean, honestly, the fact that that was the last thing, and you you were there and you did it, and I, I'm still shocked. I the whole weekend, I, the, the whole week, I was just like, he's back. <laughs> yeah, like the Terminator, I guess. Yeah, and, so, uh, for real. Uh, glutton for punishment. It's just yeah, me, my crew. I mean, without my crew there, the guys that I picked, uh, you know, Jake from Irate Diesel, Chuck from Dorsey, and then Steve, like City, <laughs> my buddy who lives down the road. Uh, without those three guys, you know, pushing me towards the end of that first night when we had that trouble, or second night when we had all that trouble. Uh, you know, the truck might have not have made it, but, uh, boy, yeah, all of us, uh, we get along really well, and like you said, you know, we, we can joke about things and <laughs> brush things off, and, yeah, I think it just all worked out in the end. Uh, you know, we worked together really well, and that was that was what that was what made it So to the end, so <laughs> for sure. It was awesome, man. Uh, Matt, we appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing your story more in depth with our listeners and letting them find out more. The other was, uh, it was funny. Didn't we see him driving his truck on our way to the airport? Yeah, that, that I, I mean, <laughs> you were towing with yeah. your truck. When Matt says he well, uses the truck every day, he uses the goddamn truck every day, kidding. even on the way home after this insane beating. What the hell? You know, it, I don't know. I'm mean, I guess. I don't know. I, we just, I was sitting there in the parking lot, and my buddy Steve, who's riding, you know, pretty much all the way home with me, he's, uh, He's, we've been talking about doing this all week. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tow home, tow the 6.7, because i got a nice King Ram 6.7, you know. Um, <laughs> that that tow's really nice. It's a beautiful truck. It has air-conditioned seats, and it's comfortable. And, yeah, here I am uh, hooking up the uh, OBS to the gooseneck after we swapped a yoke, because I did have a yoke spare. So um, <laughs> so we swapped the yoke on, and, and so I hooked up to the gooseneck in the parking lot and put the 6.7 on the trailer. And this whole time, my buddy Steve is just shaking his head like, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 Kind of a moron, are you? Yes, I guess. Uh, 
anyway, so yeah, we ended up calling uh, six seven. Uh, I mean, we didn't make it all the way home. I uh, I got into Kansas, and uh, my IPR issue finally reared its head, and the truck just wouldn't stay running anymore. So we ended up having to throw it up on the trailer. It was funny to see that picture online with you guys in the rearview mirror with my truck there. I was like, yeah, we're in an Uber so on the way to the airport, and, and we're coming up yeah. in traffic, and I'm like. Hey, is that Matt Mayer? I'm like, we get up closer. I'm like, it is fucking Matt. Why is he towing with this thing? What the? I'm like, and, and at this point, I'm scrambling for my phone. And like, on my way to the airport, everything's in my backpack. So I'm like, digging through my phone and yelling at Justin, who's, you know, six inches away from me. So I'm like, yelling, like, yeah. what the hell is he doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, that was my favorite competitor. Yeah. Right then, I solidified. I was like, he may not have won, but that is my favorite guy in this competition. Yeah, man. We, we had an absolute blast out there. KJ, you know, Diesel, they put on an awesome, awesome show. So I mean that was that was one of the best times I've ever had with the truck. You know, even though we had all of our troubles, I don't I don't <clears throat> excuse me I don't really regret anything about it. So it, it was it was great. All the competitors were super awesome, and uh, yeah, it was, it was really really fun. I'm gonna miss uh, being able to do that. You know, for a while now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, maybe you'll get a chance to come back and spectate. Uh, I know you can't compete for a little while here per the rules, but. But we're, again, just so glad to see you out there. So glad to, to have you come on the show. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to? I mean, really, just my sponsor. The guys who helped me, you know, Chuck Dorsey, he's the one who builds my transmissions. Uh, you know, we had no transmissions issues, issues the entire time. It was flawless. So, you know, he built a great transmission. Um, you know, Steve, my, my guy, he's, he's basically my machinist, my, my neighbor, so that came with me. Um, Jake with high rate diesel. I mean, everything on that truck's pretty much, you know, high rate diesel parts. Um, you know, if pro gauges, they, they hooked me up with some gauges a while ago that uh, really helped me figure stuff out. Banks as well. Banks' gauge was phenomenal. Like, I absolutely love that uh, that gauge setup that they gave, you know, all the competitors or, you know, how to retrofit. So, um, M's oil was awesome. They were there to hook me up with the oil when I needed it. Uh, you know, after it ate all of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Full Force Diesel, they built the injectors specifically for this event. They were a little special set that we did just to try to get a little bit of an advantage. So, I mean, all, all those guys, you know, helped me out and got me to where we were. And, yeah, you know, one one premature push of the nitrous button kind of almost screwed the entire event up for us, but uh, we were able to overcome. So, <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, guys, uh, if you want to follow along and see more about what Matt's up to with the 7.3, he's posting, well, pretty much broken shit all the time. We just we just checked your Facebook page. What the <laughs> hell did you just break? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, and that's, I guess that's part of the thing. Me and my daughter, we do uh, rock crawling. So we've got a rock crawler. It's, it's an Explorer on solid axles with a doubler case in it. And we went to uh, Adventure Off-Road Park, which is just close here in Tennessee. We went there to uh, do some off-roading and... Uh, we split the uh, tail housing on the transmission, <laughs> so that okay. was that's what that piece was. So yeah, and that, like I said, that's one of those things where you know we kind of got the drive from. Was I've been off roading for years, and when you're in the woods, you got to fix stuff and get out. So when it came to fixing pieces and parts on the truck, like we did, it was you know not that big of a deal, I guess. So we've been experienced before. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Well, again. Thank you so much, Matt. Listeners for today, this has been Paul Wilson. Justin Tyson. Thanks for listening. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Diesel Performance Podcast 2019. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>